here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. 11 minutes past two on uh, SAFM uh, Live Happens uh, on 104 to 107 FM Nationwide. Uh, we are on uh, 891 If you want to join the conversation as we lead the conversation, you can also SMS us on 41391 and that SMS will cost you around 51 WhatsApp on 0614104107. And on the DSTV bouquet, yes, hi parents, we are on channel 814 and on Twitter we are at SAFM Radio and I am at KG Mwekezi, hashtag us, uh, hashtag SAFM Life Happens. So, Precious Tamaha Mazibugo, commonly known as Precious the Planner, is one of South Africa's top and most sought-after luxury wedding planner and event designer. She's the CEO of Precious Celebrations, which is really a luxury wedding and event planning company based in Joburg, South Africa. The company is uh, designed to offer clients personalized service through creativity and uniqueness based on individual taste and preference. Francis Precious is in the studio as we look at the art of decorating and event planning. You were born in Limpopo. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was in Limpopo actually two weekends ago. Long drive. But, uh, Very far. Beautiful. Uh, how did you get in? Also, first of all, before the d- disclaimer, do you have hay fever? Uh, no. From all the flowers that you've put up. Oh, in no, time, I love flowers. No, you I don't have hay fever. It would be a disaster. No, I don't. How do you even get in? Because uh, I'm assuming, um, especially the kinds of weddings that you do, because you're not doing Tom, Dick, Harry and their cousins. No, uh, you're doing the luxury. The word luxury means that high end, right? You're not doing Homozo's wedding or any. How do you get in? How do you penetrate? Because it must have been hard to penetrate at that higher level i think i've always just set um the bar very high for myself mm, as an that, individual yeah and also when um i decided to go on this journey of being an entrepreneur and leaving a very um comfortable job i really didn't want to just um leave and you know try it out and see what happens mm. I, I i went in with a goal that i want to be the best mm, mm. so what work were you doing before or does it matter should we even not even talk no about it does it? matter yeah i think um a lot of young kids these days want to get into being their own boss because i it think looks a, cool. we, we make it look so easy and mm. cool you know you get to determine your own hours but you know working for someone else and being an employee for some years it's it's an experience that a lot of people take for granted mm. it, it 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 gives you a grounding yeah um you learn it about teaches you levels of discipline exactly yeah. um business ethics a lot of things that you know you actually don't get to study when you're studying mm. um you know being responsible for a department or for staff um is is a good grounding for for when you actually want to one day be somebody else's boss. So no regrets for the time that you spent before you became the big boss. None at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about then weddings. Why weddings? Because uh, it could have been okay. It can be funerals. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> why weddings? I think for me, uh, when I, when I was jotting down my strategy for my brand, um, my my how long previous, ago is this? Sure. A long time ago. I've been doing it since I started working. Wow. Um, and 
the the day I was ready, it it had been some years before yeah. I said, okay, I'm ready to go take, for it. Yeah, to yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, but I realized, you know, because my job when I was an employee, I did a lot of uh, communication, PR, marketing. So part of my portfolio included events. Yeah. Um, but it was more from a corporate point of view. Mm-hmm. So I had agencies that would pitch in for events that I would do for whichever company I used to work with, mm-hmm. and. Um, I realized that... Thank you for not giving them free marketing. Uh? I appreciate that, yes. <laughs> um, so I just... For me, when I was thinking, what what would I want to focus on? And, you know, I've, 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 I had been to a few weddings where the, the wedding planner wasn't a person that was a person of color. Mm. And for me, I saw that as an opportunity that I, I don't see, you know, the best wedding planner being portrayed as a professional black woman out there mm. it's always someone else mm-hmm. and i saw quite a gap that you know I, I i know what i'm doing i'm professional and i think i want to target private clients mm. and that's where it, it really stemmed from who was your big your first biggest clients the one that where you when, when you reflect now you think this was the turning point and this is where i knew that this train is going forward there's no way we're reversing back you know my, my biggest clients are the hard-working corporate um Bride and, bride and groom mm-hmm. that don't have time to actually plan a wedding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, my first big, big client, and when I say big, it's because I had a proper budget, a contract signed. Till this day, I don't forget their names, Palace and Samora, mm-hmm. because they trusted me with such, and it wasn't even a lot of money mm-hmm. then, but for them, it was a big budget. Yeah, And to have someone say, we going to spend 300,000 rands for our wedding yeah. and we want you to handle everything. I knew that I'm onto something because before that to to be able to get a client that you can proudly say from start to finish I did it. You had to either not make money at all yeah. or just cover costs and that was the first wedding that I actually had my percentage yeah. my fee and, um, I love what you're saying about the issue of the contract being signed and the budget being clear because there's a lot of zigzagging that a lot of people get into because of the gram. The gram is kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, because they look at your page and they look at, because, man, your page, I, I just want to, I'm not married, but I just want to get married just from <laughs> uh, looking at your page. They look at your page and they think, ah, this is what I want. Not taking into consideration the budget that the client whose wedding you've put up there uh, had. Yeah. Why is it important uh, for people to know exactly how much is in the kitty before they call you for an event? Because, you know, you know, the few times that it's the hard part of running a business is when someone gets in, they've got this big ideas and closer to the time they can't finish off paying. Mm. And I've had to learn the hard way with that. But the first question is someone, they don't really know how much they want to spend for the wedding. Mm. It's always the red flag for me because mm. you need to know how much you can afford um, for what you have in mind. What Where I come in with my skills and my expertise is for that money and the vision that you've just given me, you you on the right track or you need to add 
a bit more because mm-hmm. I'm experienced and I know how much things are. But it's very important to know how much you want to spend on your wedding. So do you have a benchmark um, yeah. as a wedding planner? Do you say, for example, I don't do um, a wedding where you your budget is 10,000 rands. I'm making a loose example. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm making a loose example. <laughs> uh, but but do you, do you, if somebody comes to you and they say, all I have is 10K and I want a lavish and beautiful wedding, do you say, oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I can refer you to somebody else. Um, um, I do say it, but because if if I look at it and I go, if you had to, I, I don't just say it's way below my budget. Mm-hmm. I explain why mm. um, it's not a precious celebrations kind of wedding mm-hmm. because um, first that budget doesn't even cover my fee mm. for my <laughs> staff. And um, I give him an example. If you know you're having 200 people and your budget is 50,000 rands, if you calculate already a meal for 300 rand a person, already your budget doesn't cover food. So I I don't just turn people away. In a way, educating them that you need to save up some more or for that you can get this. Um, But to tell someone how much they can, with their budget, what they can get, it's, it's my intellectual property in a way because then I have to think and design in my head for what you're telling me um, for that amount, you can get one, two, three. So it's, it's, it's. Um, How big is your staff? Uh, it's very boutique. My business is very boutique. Yeah. That's why it's so personalized with all my clients. Four people. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Myself, including a, a team of three. Okay, we are in conversation uh, with uh, South Africa's celebrity wedding planner, uh, Precious Tamahamazibugo, and uh, she runs a company called Precious Celebrations. And we're talking with her, the art of decorating and event planning. We'll be back in a short while. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.9 FM in Port Shepston. Welcome back. It's uh, 22 minutes past two on uh, SAFM. You're listening to Life Happens. My name is Khomotso Keiji Mwekezi and uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Precious Tamahamazibugo or Precious the Planner as she's known. Uh, she's been involved with incredible weddings uh, like that one of the two famous lebus, uh, the Gunguluza uh, and the other one is on that uh, famous uh, women's show on uh, that other channel, Lebu Hang Mugwena and that wedding was in Mauritius and uh, I could name uh, Bonang Mateba as one of the uh, the many clients that she's had. But I'm, I'm sure, I mean, there's nothing romantic, some would say, about running a business. Um, it, it demands uh, sharp focus, right? Uh, uh, almost a shrewd determination to live up to the values and the ethos of a brand, which means inadvertently sometimes there's challenges. Mm. And I think let's talk about those challenges because, like, again, uh, I referenced earlier, the gram makes it look very romantic, but it can't be, I'm guessing. No, it's not at all. Mm. Running a business is any business. Mm. But um, one like my business is very aspirational. It's beautiful. It's It makes people dream. So mm. it, at the end, people, when they look at it from outside, they don't actually sometimes think of the hard work that goes behind it. Or the money. Or the money. Mm. Um, so, I mean, the, the challenges are, especially when... You know, I'm I'm nine years in my business, mm-hmm. and um, I've realized that with growth comes quite a lot of challenges because you have to now um, step up your game quite a lot, um, rather than being too comfortable. The higher you go, the harder it becomes. Yes, yeah. And I, I, I actually, no one teaches you that. Yeah. You you get through it, and 
you you realize along the way when you go through those challenges that it's actually part of the growth. Yeah. And, um, you know, coming across clients that, you know, don't see the importance of paying. Yeah. For example. Time um, asleep. Well, you, you're in already planning a wedding and a month before um, things don't go right. Yeah. You, you're in already. You've committed to so many things. Um, so there's suppliers. a lot of stress there. Yes. So when, when you come across clients like that, that don't, or that they, they undermine that you, you run a small business still. Mm. And um, I think the perception that uh, me not finishing my payment is nothing mm. um, because you have so many high profile clients yeah. or, so even even you know being labelled as um, a celebrity planner, I shy away from it because mm. um, I think I realise that w- once you get labelled like that, you you become um, inaccessible to. Because um, not everybody who can spend is a celebrity. Yes. And sometimes actually celebrities can't spend, but that's a separate discussion <laughs> for another day. And I didn't just say that. Uh, what are the ambitions? Uh, I mean, you talk of uh, running a, a business that uh, has four people. Uh, you talk about being nine years in. You talk about the highs. You talk about the lows. Um, you know, trends are constantly changing. Yeah. Uh, there's an evolution. Uh, and I'm also assuming it's a competitive industry very, um, very um, much a, so. a competitive industry that looks easy those are the hardest industries the ones that look easy on the outside what are you dreaming of because you say apparently you dream in weddings uh, when you go to sleep you dream in weddings <laughs> so what are you dreaming of uh, this year as the year begins that you've yet uh, to attain but you're setting your eye on it I think I'm um, it's it's more just exploring what more I can do in this industry? Yeah. Um, just owning that value chain—that's okay. my drive for the year. Yeah. Um, so I've I've launched quite a few businesses that take me in that direction. What so kind for, of businesses? So I've acquired a wedding magazine. Yeah. Because of congratulations. Thank you so much. It's yeah. called Nubian Bride. Yeah. Um, and my next uh, projects that I'm working on um, include going into property. Yeah. Um, into in, in, something that's related in the wedding industry as well. So yeah. um, a venue. Uh-huh. That's what I'm working on. So. I'm still looking at investors and all of that. But, um, you know, also growing in this industry means um, being exposed to international potential clients. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in this young stage that I'm still at, um, I'm speaking at two you know, industry events that are very international in Dubai this year yeah. that I was invited. And I've always been either a delegate or wanting to go. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a big step in, in going, uh, you know, that and it reflects global your growth. T- yes, that mm-hmm. global access and takeover is closer, you know, than I imagined. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to grow my business more into destination weddings and tap into the Europe market. Wow. You just got married yourself. Yes. <laughs> Look at you blushing. I'm, I'm still a glowing bride. <laughs> I can see that. Um, is that hard now, doing it for yourself, for you? Or did you, you didn't outsource, hey? You were like, you're doing your own wedding. I did my own wedding, the hardest thing ever. It's still... When you reflect back, you're like, maybe I shouldn't have. No, I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know why? I I got, I think where, where it got overwhelming was I got to experience how the, my clients feel yeah. what I do for them. Yeah. And... It was such an amazing, overwhelming experience in another realm I can't even explain. Yeah. Um, but I don't regret going through all of that at all. It was hard. Yeah. Because I had to make sure 
a lot of people said I I, I kept all the best ideas for myself. <laughs> um, but I had the most amazing, you know, creative partners that were part of my wedding. So talk to the young creatives, the ones that are listening to this conversation that aspire to be you because they there, they exist. Um, what would you say to them if uh, if you were to give them some pearls of wisdom, some nuggets of wisdom? What kinds of things would you say to them? Young creative, it's not easy. Find your niche. I think a lot of people want to do what everybody does. Mm. Don't don't want to be precious the planner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aim to be your own self. Find your own, you know, um, place in this industry if mm-hmm. you want to get into the industry. Take up space if I can quote somebody more famous exactly. than you and me. Yeah, take up space. And I think when you when you finally find your 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 niche in 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 a very saturated market mm-hmm. that that's the magic because you're not fighting over clients they'll come to you because you offer something different to the next person what's the one event that you would love to do in south africa i get your desire for a global footprint that you'd love to do but that you have yet to do in south africa look at you smiling <laughs> i have so many but it's so you know when you just like, do one throw it to the universe um so what i what i really want to do and i started it and then i stopped because i felt like i wasn't ready yeah. i like doing things you know when i'm comfortable and i feel like i'm ready for it yeah. but um i want to do almost a a, a show a showcase for just engaged couples where even if you're not thinking of you know enlisting me for services or another planner to give ideas yeah but it's just more you know this industry is i want to educate people a lot of people get um scammed by people that claim to be doing you know what they see on their instagram so to teach them about the red flags and the ideas exactly but i mean the the other ideas that i want to do they'll come up very soon i'll i'm I'm on it okay and you're on the (laughs) socials where i see your wedding i just saw your there's your wedding there uh right in front of my eyes Uh, you're on the socials where um on instagram it's at precious the planner Mm -hmm. Uh, you made a gorgeous bride by the way yeah thank you Mm. uh and then on twitter precious planner Mm -hmm. and my facebook is precious celebrations listen uh, all the way up. Nothing can stop you. Thank you. All the Thank way you up. so much, KJ. Okay. Precious the Planner. Uh, you can uh, get her on all of those uh, social media platforms that uh, she referenced earlier. It's uh, half past two. Time for the news headlines.